Hi, this is Keith, and this is the Klezmer Podcast for February 26, 2008. The website is www.klezmerpodcast.com, and the email is keith at klezmerpodcast.com. I'm a bit under the weather today, so I apologize for the rough sound of my voice, but uh, we'll get through it somehow anyway, and I hope you enjoy the show. I have a news item for you today. There's an upcoming event in the San Francisco Bay Area next month. The Jewish Music Festival is to be held March 22nd through 30th, 2008. And it looks like they have a lot of fantastic events going on. You might want to take a look if you're going to be in the San Francisco Bay Area. The website for that event is www.jewishmusicfestival.org. And the telephone number to order tickets is 800-838-3006 within the U.S. So moving on to our interview for today, I have as my guests Eric and Mindy Zadens and Kenny Green from the Westchester Klezmer Project from New York. The program has been around for a few years and is a wonderful community-based Klezmer music project. So, here we go. Hi, this is Keith with the Klezmer Podcast from Klez Canada 2007. We're on day five, and uh, I'm visiting with Eric, Mindy, and Kenny from the Westchester Klezmer Program. <laughs> and uh, it's a very interesting program, community-based uh, program for people of youngsters, oldsters, uh, everyone in between. Uh, Kenny, you want to tell me a little bit about your, the program? Pretty much just it. It's youngsters, oldsters, and everyone in between. We have people as young. I think our youngest members have been were second graders at one point in time. We had a couple of second grade ringers on violin, um, and we've had senior citizens, and we have high school kids, and we have middle-aged folk, and young adults. And I think that covers just about everyone in terms of age. As far as our location, we're in Westchester County, just north of New York City. We have two rehearsal locations. We rehearse up in northern Westchester at a Bedford Synagogue, Temple Charitophila of Bedford, and Temple Beth Abraham in Tarrytown, New York. Each shul hosts two different bands, a younger band, which is pretty much junior high school kids, and an older band, which are the high school kids and the adults. Well, good. And so, uh, how did the program get started? Who did you guys started? Did somebody else started? You took it over? Somebody's kid wanted to learn to play, and you said, "I'll start a band." What, what happened? Um, our sons, when they were in third grade, went to a bat mitzvah and hated the music, and came to us. Which was. Which was regular bar bat mitzvah okay. rock music, or, or popular music, and came to us and said, "We want to play our own music." Well, they we just started learning. This is Eric. Um, they had just started one. One had just started learning the violin. The other one, saxophone, and so they wanted to play their. They asked if they could play their instruments at their bnei mitzvah. So Eric said, "Well, what kind of music did you have in mind?" And they looked at him dumbfounded and he said what about klezmer music they said well what's that and he said you know the yitzhak perlman cd we have fiddler's house 
And um, they said, yeah, that would be okay. So then we did nothing. And when they were in fifth grade, I embarked on finding a teacher because I realized, you know, their B'nai Mitzvah was two years hence and they hadn't done anything that sounded like klezmer. And we found a teacher and the boys got five of their friends with the promise that they would get community service credit from our shul. And um, they met six times with the teacher and then we switched over and, and hired Kenny for the second year and the program grew kind of exponentially over three or four years. It went from seven kids all the way up to at our peak I think we had about 85 musicians and now we're steady at about 60, 65. Now when you first approached your shul with this idea, where did they jump on it right away or did they, they say, well, you know, what is all this or what do they tell you? Well, they were, we had to go through, jump through a lot of hoops. We had to convince the cantor. We had to convince the president. We had to convince the executive director, who was probably the hardest sell of all. And we just kept hammering away at it because we needed a venue. And the original seven kids were all from the same shul. Um, also, there was the money issue because um, we had to pay the instructor. And we also didn't want them writing checks to us because then we would have had to pay taxes on it. So we needed some conduit through it, conduit through which uh, people could make payment, so that we could pay the instructor and and and, and pay for music. And so, anyway, the, that's how we wound up deciding that we really needed to do this to our, to our synagogue. Um, so we we. So uh, what year was this when you started? Uh, two thousand one, beginning of two thousand one, and. Um, the, the original shul that we, so we got through our first year and we said, you know, this program is going to cost money and we can't do it with just seven musicians. It's too expensive. Why don't we branch out and see if there are kids at the other shuls in northern Westchester who might be interested also? And we switched teachers. We didn't know that Kenny played klezmer music. And when we told him that we were doing this program, he said, well, I I play klezmer music, and we invited him to come and be part of it, and then um, circumstances were such that he wasn't able to join us the first year, and we approached him and said, would you like to take this over as the instructor, because we knew Kenny was a music teacher at six different schools in the area, and we felt that he could, you know, he had such a relationship with the kids that had started with a lot of kids in nursery school, that they might think this was really cool to play klezmer music with Kenny Green. So Kenny agreed to uh, join the program, and um, it's just been you know wonderful ever since. So Kenny, you kind of brought your preceding reputation and, and your core of uh, people that you were already working for in, in, into the program. There's, I guess it's an easy, easy way to grab a lot of people that way. Yeah, I'm very fortunate that I'm able to work at a lot of different synagogues, as well as nursery schools, daycares, concerts, birthday parties. You can find me on the Internet at www.kennygreenmusic.com. Um, and I was lucky that I was able to know so many synagogues, to have relationships with the various rabbis, educational directors, and I could talk about bringing our program to them and having them bring their students to us. And that is what enabled us to grow to this size. Um, at that, that rate to grow so quickly. Well, that's great. So um, uh, what's in store for, for the program now? Are you going to uh, expand it beyond the, the seven groups you have now? Or, or uh, have you been in con- has other people contacted you wanting to start their own similar program in their communities? Or, or uh, uh, where do you go from here? A lot of people have contacted us saying they would like to bring this kind of program to 
to their part of the, their neck of the woods, which is how he started off working in Tarrytown as well. First, we were only in northern Westchester. Then we moved down to southern Westchester in Tarrytown because a number of schools got together and said, let's bring this program here. Um, our biggest problem has been that lots of synagogues say, we love this program, we'd like to be a part of it, but their follow-through has not really matched their initial statement of intention. Right. That's a common uh, common problem, I think. Yeah, it is. It's tough to get everybody uh, on board, even though the idea is good, and you have um, you know people that are interested in already being in it, and it's trying to get the organization and administrative stuff done, right? Well, the other thing is that you know, here at Clez Canada, you get the feeling that Klezmer rules the world. But when you get in out into the real assimilated world, Klezmer is very much a niche music form. And I think if we had a Jewish rock program, we'd probably have to turn kids away because that would be really exciting for them. With Klezmer, it's something that not all kids are immediately drawn to. Right. First, you have to have some music program that does interest the kids so you can attract them to the program. And then... Uh, you know, turn them on to the klezmer in some yeah. in some way, right? And the other thing that we found to be hugely successful, and, and it wasn't something that we tried to do, um, we ended up with a lot of families in the program because some of the parents came to us and said either, you know, we want our own adult band or we'll help out with the kids' band. So we went from being exclusively kind of a late elementary school, middle school program to a program that really spans the ages. And, and our core members, I would say, would you say two-thirds of our musicians have either a sibling, a sibling and or a parent um, in mm-hmm. the program? And we probably have, I don't know, eight, nine, ten families that consist of you know siblings plus at least one parent in the program. That's, uh, that's great. You know, it's a family thing, and it's, uh, it's easy to do an activity that way when, when everybody's participating. So that, that, that's really great. So... What else? Uh, yeah, where, do you have performances, uh, and you have a CD or something, uh, something on uh, YouTube or anything? It, we don't have anything on YouTube that we well, know that's about. That's absolutely not true. Do we? we are, we're actually on Google, on Google, uh, Google Video, which I guess is right. may, may one day right, ultimately sure. merge with YouTube. But um, our stuff is up on on Google Video, um, which you can find if you type in Westchester Klezmer Program, or. Um, uh, if you go to our website at www.kleskids.com, um, there is a, a video link, and you can get to the to the videos that way, so you can see uh, see some of our performances. Yeah, we don't have a, a CD yet, and we our mission we're a not for profit organization. We found that a lot of people had trouble writing checks to somebody else's shul. Oh, so right. we um, we incorporated and we went not for profit, so the people you know were self supporting. And um, our mission statement, you know, our mission is to play at nursing homes, to play for adults and children with special needs, and to play at area synagogues. So that's mainly where people find us, playing at the different shuls for different occasions. Um, we do, we send a small ensemble to a Seder every year for um, adults who are developmentally disabled. And then we do a big log or concert uh, for a group of, I'd say, about 100 adults and young adults who come to hear us play. Uh, we play at probably six, eight, ten synagogues every year, and then we play um, for a number of the libraries in Westchester County. We have um, three pre-Hanukkah concerts coming up. Right now, did did your kids actually perform at their bar mitzvahs? Bar mitzvahs? 
Um, they did perform at their B'nai Mitzvah. They had um, eight of their fellow musicians were in attendance, and they got up and played. And they've played at other kids' bar and bat mitzvahs, and um, they've kind of taken the show on the road a bit. <laughs> and a number of our musicians now assemble, either assemble groups of kids from the program to play, or a number of our musicians have hired the guest instructors that we've hired because we've had... Um, Deborah Strauss and Jeff Warshower, we've had Lisa and Sruli, we've had the Klez Dispensers, and the kids in the program get to know these musicians, and then a number of them will hire the musicians to play at their bar by mitzvah. Boy, that, that's a great way to do it. That's terrific. Um, and you guys have been in Klez Canada for a very long time as well. I, I don't know how many years you've been. Six years, I think. Six for you. and five. Year five. Missed, With a year off. Yeah, Mindy and I missed uh, last summer. Uh, we had we had other things doing and we couldn't attend, but uh, yeah, I guess Kenny, this is Kenny's uh, sixth year here. Yeah. So, uh, so what draws you guys to to, to Close Canada? It's a great place to be. Um, there's a feeling of family here. You get together with your relatives once a year and hang out for a week. Um, you play music with each other. You eat with each other. You share gossip. You share gossip <laughs> with each other. You watch after each other's kids. You're going to art programs together, uh, learning a language together. And it's always very exciting to come back when a year has passed and see how everyone's doing. You can't beat the staff. The faculty here is terrific. Um, and I think most importantly, the food is just amazing. We all come back, I think, for the food. Now, it's the accommodations. And the accommodations. <laughs> The accommodations are unparalleled, aren't they? <laughs> unparalleled is a good way of putting it. For us, it, it's, it's uh, Mindy and I, uh, we're not, I mean, although a couple of times through the years I've embarrassed myself. I, I sat in once on, uh, on Jason Rosenblatt's harmonica class, and it was way beyond my ability. And uh, um, uh, Elaine Hoffman-Watts and Aaron Alexander's class, a, a subsequent year I sat in on... Uh, to, uh, to work with them on drumming because when we don't have a drummer I wind up sitting in uh, to provide sort of the backbone and backbeat of, of, of the, for, the, for the kids to, uh, to follow along with uh, we're sort of uh, I, I was sort of relieved this, this last year in that we uh, had, had a few percussionists join, join the program so it could be some, some actually some, some uh, really good sounding uh, percussionists uh, performing along with the kids but the reason that 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 we're here is to support uh, Jonathan and David our sons uh, who just get an enormous amount out of this 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 uh, uh, this program I think Mindy you were you were telling me and Jonathan was telling me he's in four different four different bands bands. Um, our one son has been a violin player forever and um, went to took a class in our high school where he got to pick up a second instrument and it's tuba and there couldn't be a bigger musical contrast between playing violin and playing tuba so for him this is a different camp because he's with a whole different group of instructors and um, our other son switched from alto sax to baritone sax so you know it's just it's always a new experience and um, you know I think musically they grow a tremendous amount and they get to learn from the best in the business and that's really unique in music for a child to be able to come and, and step in and learn with the masters. That's right. All right. Well, thanks very much, you guys. It sounds like you have a great program. Thank you. Well, thank you. And uh, thanks for your time, and enjoy the rest of your time here at Close Canada. Great. Thanks. You too. 
This is Marilla Wex, lifelong lover of klezma music, and you're listening to klezmapodcast.com. All right, I'm back. That was my interview with Eric and Mindy Zadens and Kenny Green of the Westchester Klezmer Project. I've known the three of them for quite a long time, and they have a wonderful program in the Westchester area of New York. So if you're in that area, if you have any kids interested in klezmer music, please check out their program. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to be interviewed or have your music played on the podcast, please contact me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. I am also writing album reviews. If you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you would like to submit for review, please write to me as well. I can also be reached on Skype at screen name Klezmer Podcast. And if you would, please go to the iTunes Music Store and write a customer review for Klezmer Podcast. I'd appreciate it very much, and that adds to my ratings in iTunes. And uh, today I have to tell you about something that I ran across that is outside the realm of Klezmer music, but I think it's an exciting thing anyway. Um, those of you that are into Broadway musicals might have heard of the Jersey Boys. Uh, the Jersey Boys touring company came through California recently, and after I saw the show, I was poking around iTunes and found the Jersey Boys podcast. And these guys are from California, husband and wife, that uh, do a wonderful job of keeping everybody up to date with everything that's going on with the Jersey Boys Broadway show and the touring show. So if you have a chance and you enjoy Broadway musicals, take a look at the Jersey Boys podcast at www.jerseyboyspodcast.com. So that's all for today. Thanks for listening. Stay subscribed. And until next time, bye for now. (laughs) 